7 o'clock, I call to order the August 8th Franklin School Committee meeting. Meetings are recorded by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29, as well as recorded by Franklin Matters. Any individual who also wishes to record this meeting must notify the chair in accordance with Massachusetts General Law, Chapter 38, Section 20F. At the conclusion of our meeting, we will be adjourning to executive session and will be returning to open meeting. All right, first we're going to do our Pledge of Allegiance. to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. As is customary, we will now pause for a moment of silence. Thank you. All right, routine business review of agenda. Agenda looks okay to everyone. Okay. Payment of bills, Mr. McNeil? Bills are in order. All right. Payroll's all set. We have no student reps. Superintendent's report, Mr. Gio. Good evening, everyone. It's August 8th. I have some exciting updates to share with folks today out in the community and uh, the person who's on Zoom. Um, our FHS leadership retreat commenced last week. Uh, I, I referenced this last meeting that we will be conducting in this uh, we gathered uh, with our principals. This year we added our assistant principals for all three days and our directors and central office leadership to build upon momentum from the June pre-treat. Our theme centered around finding focus by turning our district initiatives and level-based goals into actionable, meaningful plans. During the retreat, we also participated in professional learning facilitated by Katie Novak from Novak Education. Um, focused on, as I said, universal design for learning, but. Um, ultimately, with a lens on as an administrator, how we can be facilitating that and modeling that um, throughout the year as well. We also continued with our summer working groups on a variety of initiatives, um, everything from school safety to uh, rolling out our Panorama platform, which you heard us reference last year to continue that work, SEL and student discipline um, with handbooks specifically. This groundwork will pave the way for future school-based endeavors and our entire leadership team uh, contributed and it was great to have the, uh, the entire team there, including our assistant principals as part of that work and shared learning. We, um, I just would share this again. We conducted this retreat and continued to plan, but I wanted to just share that as the budget concluded in June, it certainly um, puts a sense of urgency in us getting things hired, uh, getting people hired, settling our budget and really fielding the team that we have. So the amount of planning that we put forth, um, I want to just commend the administrative team for coming together this summer to not only fill positions and continue to work on developing relevant school-based goals, but ultimately to help with the overall planning of how we will approach this year so that we're prepared to welcome students back. With that in mind, our high school experience started today. It was kicked off at Franklin High School and our freshmen uh, we're off to an inspiring start to the year. Uh, it's a two-day experience for kids that will occur tomorrow as well um, for our incoming freshman class. So you have three middle schools that come together to form one high school class at Franklin High. They foster connections with, as a community. They acquaint themselves with the building and also just establish relationships with students and staff and some of our student leaders who show up on the, in the summer to help facilitate the lead groups, which is which is an excellent excellent thing. Um, the I wanted to thank our co-directors, Ms. Kristen Smith, 
Ms. Shannon Pacillo and Ms. Miriam Conley for their work to plan and put forth a really meaningful orientation for students. And there was a large number, I, I don't have that number, but there was a large representative of the class of 2027 there, which was great. Uh, on August 2nd, the Joint Budget Subcommittee met uh, and held a meeting in this particular room. Um, the Joint Budget Subcommittee consists of members from our FinCom, our school committee, and our town council. During the meeting, the town administrator presented the latest five-year fiscal forecast for FY25 through FY29. And the purposes of the forecast was to provide a starting point for strategic budget development and continued discussion. The town administrator discussed revenue and expense assumptions, what was not included in the model that he developed and put forth, and made recommendations moving forward, and the committee is planning future meetings this fall. The meeting was recorded by Franklin TV as well at that time. Just as we embark on our school-based budget development process, we aim to provide a snapshot of where we are in FY24, this current year. Um, as hiring continues to happen, um, that's an evolving picture. We anticipate uh, we will uh, provide a projection based on FY25 anticipated projections and revenues, um, a status update on our revolving accounts. As you know, we depleted many of those accounts in the spring, and model out a budget that's responsive to the overall conversations with amounts and details as we move forward. This is all a tremendous amount of work, but our team is working hard to provide that information to um, the school committee as well as the community as we continue to work through these processes. With regard to staffing, as we gear up for the new school year, we're excited to welcome our new teachers to our, at our upcoming new teacher orientation. It's scheduled for August 22nd through the 24th. The first day, our valued newly hired staff members um, will participate in some professional development from topics around UDL. Um, I will greet them and open with some work around belonging and trying to set the stage and tone for the year and welcome our new hires to the Franklin community. Um, we also have student services that will provide an update, um, HR, and um, a few other pieces around onboarding and orientation for new staff, but we've really been thoughtful every year. We uh, teach at the Office of Teaching and Learning. Uh, we'll provide training and some pre-foundational work on the UDL and MTSS work that's occurred in the district so that folks entering our buildings have a baseline of information. Um, so, as we think about all those pieces, we're excited to, to bring staff on board. Um, it's a good segue into the next piece around staffing and hiring. Our HR director, Ken Stolazi, prepared a staffing update. Um, we continue to hire for our open positions. So far, we've hired approximately, it looks as though, over 31 people. That's due to some of the positions we had open, but resignations have occurred throughout the summer as well, and there's been uh, movement throughout the district and across many districts. Currently, we have eight teaching positions open. We have six in special education. There's one middle school grade six science position and uh, science slash math and one FHS position. There is a recommendation in the queue though um, for uh, findings that emerged from a recent uh, interview round. Uh, we have uh, multiple ESP positions open, which are like uh, our, our educational support personnel approximately looks like 16 at this point across all levels, fairly dispersed evenly. As far as administrators go, uh, we have um, an offer to a finalist for one of our AP positions at, at our elementary school. We have uh, interviews currently happening at the high school for one of our AP positions. 
and um, we have we're in the reference check stage with an assistant school business manager uh, at this time as those interviews have occurred this week and as far as uh, opening posi open positions for non-union we have six non-union positions such as our applied behavioral analyst positions tutors activity monitors interventionists there are six openings currently within the district finally i would just key in on some of our school dates that we have coming forward the first day of school for students is august 30th the first day of kindergarten is august 31st and the first day for pre-k is september 5th staff will join us on august 28th for an opening day followed by the 29th which will be a professional development day and we look forward to a productive august as we continue to work on preparing for students and staff at the end of august and into september happy to answer any questions just one question um so thanks thanks well thanks for the update obviously um definitely some good information and, and glad that the team is coming together um in front of the school year um, you mentioned the panorama rollout. Do we have an agenda item for that to talk through, like, like what that's going to look like and just kind of get folks up to date? It's a great question. So we worked in the retreat on level-based school improvement plans, and you'll notice in there we have some action steps related to some of these pieces. So we will have a rollout for panorama, and it will list the steps that we intend to take this year. One thing that we focused on, the theme was focus, but we've really tried to dive into where did we, how far did we get with the goals that we set forth last year? And try to be as reasonable and actionable for the year so that what we share, we intend to accomplish and report out on by the end of the year. Every uh, cycle that we do this, we try to refine this process and put forth our authentic plans that reflect what we're, what we're setting out to do. So some of, you'll notice this year, some things will be rolled out in multiple phases because we can only take chunks at a time to complete given the time we have and the bandwidth we have to make this happen. So it's a great question and you can expect more detail. That's great. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate that. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, moving right along, guest presentations. Okay. First up is uh, you have the annual report drafted. Uh, you will notice that there was an addendum Ms. Miller sent out that had my forward for the district and just set the stage for um, for our school and our school year and uh, for the purposes of a report I did try to touch upon kind of the state of schools and where we're at and uh, what we'd like to do moving forward I'm happy to answer any questions with regard to the report you will notice it also included information from each school with some of the demographic data that typically goes into this report this is an annual function in August I did just want to say um, there is one little swap I have to make mm -hmm. um, on my little blurb, but okay. I'll, I'll send it to Dee and she can. Perfect. I have to switch SWAC and Substance Abuse Task Force just really quick. Got it. Got it. Two okay. seconds, so I'll send that to Dee. Um, does anyone else have any questions? Oh, Alright. Uh, summer curriculum review. Alright, so moving along, I will, uh, you, you can communicate with Dee yes. on this. Perfect. Submit this to the town. The deadline's next week, so we have time to get this in. All right, so I'm pleased to welcome Mrs. Morano, our Assistant Superintendent of Student Services. She's joined by Dr. Tim Frazier, Mr. Eric Stark, uh, respectively, Directors for Humanities and for STEM. 
Also, our Director of Lifelong Learning, Patty Gay, is joining them as well. They represent uh, directors and leaders who are uh, overseeing the summer opportunities that we have for students across the district in a myriad of ways. And I'll kick it over to Mrs. Morano to continue. All right, thank you, Mr. Zegar. All right, so we're excited to present our annual summer learning and summer working groups um, presentation to give the school committee and the folks out in the community an update on what we've been doing this summer. Um, so we'll start with our summer learning groups, learning programs. So we had three um, programs going on this summer in the district. The first one was the extended school year program. Then we have lifelong learning that Ms. Gay will talk about. And then our most popular FHS athletic strength and conditioning program. So extended school year, um, as you know, extended school year is for students with disabilities where their special ed team um, recommends students for this program. Uh, it is recommended for students who, in which the data shows that the students will regress over long breaks of services. So obviously we don't want students to regress more than any neurotypical student would regress. So we have that we prescribe based on the data the, the amount of summer programming that they'll need to, to keep um, their um, learning at a, at a stable level. Um, so this year our program ran from July 6th to August 10th. It was a Monday through Thursday program. It was at ECDC as well as Remington Jefferson this year and at the high school. So we had a variety of program um, curriculum that was um, curricular programs that were recommended depending on the students needs and data in ELA, math, specialized reading, social pragmatics, related services. So that's that speech, OT, PT as well as all of our students in specialized programs and um, like I said at UCDC. So over 296 students were recommended, slightly higher than previous years, but no surprise given COVID and, break, and everything that's been going on the last couple of years and uh, approximately 228 students attended. Um, my highlight, um, I did spend a, quite a bit of time at the beginning of ESY at UCDC and my highlight as you see in the bottom left corner is the Unilama. So on Thursdays was the most favorite day of the week at ECDC, which was the water play day. And one of our great teachers um, found this Unilama um, on Amazon. And basically it's the water comes out, you hook it up to the hose, the water comes out of the spout of the unicorn and the kids play around it and have some great water play fun. So it was so fun and just, yeah, everyone enjoyed every bit of it. So, great time. These are the lifelong learning programs that um, happen this summer. Uh, Solution Summer Adventure, which is our five-week um, full-day program. Uh, Star and Ready Set Kindergarten, uh, which concluded last week. Uh, we had Summer STEM, um, Summer Music, and we also do private um, music lessons in the summer as well. We had um, Summer Art, High School Experience, uh, which we started today and um, is also tomorrow, and that was 199 students. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was bustling. It was, it came in before the rain started, which was awesome. <laughs> and um, the rain ended by the time they left, so that was very good. We also offer some college prep courses, uh, writing the college essay, as well as Common App Boot Camp, and that um, wraps up this week as well. And then we do offer some community learning um, over the summer as well. We do uh, basketball, uh, badminton, um, yoga, and we also did some um, self-defense classes as well. So just some highlights um, from our program. Um, we did a lot of gardening this summer. Um, 
The second picture is um, our Entrepreneur Week, and they were developing um, uh, restaurant menus and food and having a ball with it. Um, the next um, slide is the um, Math Academy, which did an arcade um, format of um, the, the show at the end of the two weeks, which parents were invited to, and everybody had a lot of fun. Um, the next picture on the top of the big water slide is we do a water slide Wednesday. We, we've done, we did three of them um, this summer, which were very popular. And uh, Mr. Hendrickson is photographed in that <laughs> picture there. Um, a little too tempting to be right outside the building without participating. Um, the bottom left is our Glee from our summer music program. Uh, we also have some arts, um, some clay in that following picture. And then we have some American Girl dolls hanging out with their counterpart humans. In the summer athletics program, we had our most popular strength and conditioning um, classes or sessions, I would say. Um, those run from July through August, Monday through Thursday. 385 students participated. Um, it is they, the highlight of this program is they have very, students have a great positive experiences. They have new personal bests that they're, they're making, so they're really meeting goals and beyond, and, yeah, going past their goals. Um, and they have been fully committed to the program. Um, the summer strength and conditioning coaches, we can't thank them enough. They have done a tremendous, tremendous job developing this curriculum and planning for these sessions. The coaches work extremely hard to plan the program they're innovative, motivating, and positive role models for our students. And um, frankly, we don't know any other schools or districts who run such a comprehensive program for health and wellness for their students. All right, so now uh, Mr. Eric Stark and I have the express privilege of talking about the summer working groups as Superintendent Jagir spoke to earlier. Our theme this summer has been focus, uh, and we've been fortunate to um, really do that this summer with the work that we are doing to support curriculum here in the district. So um, there has been a reduction in of about from about $20,000 to $5,000 um, allocated to summer work with a funded uh, amount of $2,340 coming also from a grant for a total of $7,340 going towards summer work this year. Um, in order to focus ourselves and move the work ahead, um, we identified projects that really deserved and, and needed um, that extra support from teachers leading the way uh, and staff leading the way. So we um, chose projects that were a lot aligned with our goals, uh, as you can see on the right of your screen. Uh, we sent out emails to staff with details and uh, had them respond with interest. Uh, we accepted teachers to carry the work forward, and um, the work actually began after July 1st and is currently underway. Um, so the first project we worked through was the K-5 literacy implementation. We've been very fortunate uh, through capital funding and, and a grant to be able to um, implement this upcoming year, uh, what we're calling year zero of our literacy initiative and our adoption of HMHs into reading. So the teachers who worked with us this summer led the way in really sorting the curricular materials, um, ensuring that each building had the right materials allocated to them, 
and worked with myself and their administrators to um, begin the plan of getting those materials in the hands of the teachers for the school year. Uh, the next project. Yep. On the STEM side, uh, some of our digital learning integrationists developed instructional technology units uh, aligned with the digital literacy and computer science standards to support programming at the elementary level. Another grant-funded uh, project that we've been un partaking in the middle level was the genocide curriculum calibration. Uh, we have sought to create crosstalks between the existing standards for uh, social studies and ELA so that teachers can make relevant connections to the curriculum which they are already teaching to explore the, um, the component areas that, that are involved with genocide education. So these are human rights, identity, uh, representation, um, and, and so on. So the work this summer was led by our social studies teachers. Um, we had five participating uh, in different ways to, in essence, codify and write that curriculum. And their work is um, very well done, and I'm excited to have the ELA department lead the way this upcoming school year. Uh, in the 912 realm, uh, teachers implemented a new chemical storage process at FHS and worked with an outside vendor uh, to dispose of outdated chemicals. All right. And also on the 912 at the high school realm, uh, as you know, we've been working hard to create a guaranteed viable curriculum. This summer, we worked with using a protocol um, designed by Wiggins and McTighe and Understanding by Design for, for the um, teachers and curriculum leaders to go through their units to make sure they have the relevant components there and to align the, the, the language of the units so that when they are utilized by teachers and by community members, um, the, the documents are much more useful. And their work has uh, really resulted in uh, some, some alignment in the work and identified areas where we can support teachers in the final stages of writing that curriculum. Um, six through 12 teachers have also worked collaboratively this summer with administrators to begin the process, or continue the process of their advisory work, and uh, the, the fruits of which will be piloted in some forms and um, perfected in others uh, this coming school year. And then lastly, a group of teachers and administrators are working to revise the district's uh, curriculum accommodation plan. Uh, a notable um, revision uh, to this document is in the formatting. Um, it now will reflect moving forward our commitment to um, UDL. Um, a district curriculum accommodation plan is a document that outlines the instructional supports that are available to all students to ensure their success within the general education environment. Um, in the coming weeks, this group will work to do a number of things. Uh, first, finish a draft to share with teachers and families, develop a rollout plan to support the implement implementation of this revised document, and then compile resources to help support educators as we uh, start this school And that concludes our sharing of the summer work and summer groups this summer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we'll start now. <laughs> um, so one, uh, thank you for all the work that's done in the summertime. Uh, I think people think summertime is for vacations and uh, teachers are not working, but obviously that's not the case. Uh, we have folks that are dedicated to support our students um, throughout the summer, uh, which is great. Um, so 
gonna jump to the lifelong learning. Um, I was fortunate enough to participate in a couple of events. They loved it. Um, the I think it was the Rising Stars and the music program. Mm -hmm. They both went in each day, happy, um, wanted to come back. Wish it was longer. <laughs> um, so it was great. Um, I feel like from what I saw from parents and families that were going in and out, um, everybody seems to be enjoying the programs that were offered. Most um, definitely, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, I guess how do we how do we grow this even further and, and offer more? Because I mean, were there things that we had to cancel because we didn't have enough participation? Yes, we did. We are enrollment based, so we do have to have enough to, to make that respond. Um, but it's we put out proposals um, in, in November and ask teachers, you know, who's interested in teaching what over the summer. It sounds so early, and then maybe that's why it's hard to, to visualize what you're in November, what your summer's going to look like. But um, we put that out and um, take their interests and turn it into to courses. And we have. Um, some that had you know gone well for years such as like funky furniture and then all of a sudden it just it zeroed out um, but courses like the american girl uh, we had to add a third week this year because it was so popular so yeah yeah because um, yeah, i definitely think this is a worthwhile yeah but i'm happy to take suggestions yeah we put, put it out and um we are um at the mercy of the teachers who want to, who want to teach it. Um, and we try to look at other communities too and, and see what they're doing and different course ideas. If you have somebody that wants to teach a class but they're not quite sure what they want to teach it and we try to offer um, ideas for them as well. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, definitely a great program. Uh, looking forward to what comes next year. Uh, and my voice looks like, yeah. we'll, we'll be back. Um, regarding the summer athletics program, is there for the conditioning? Is that traditionally just for kids that are playing sports, or do, do we see other kids that are just like, hey, I want to get fit come as well? Absolutely. Any student can join. Okay. Yep. Great. Thank you. Um, and then moving on to the last item regarding the summer working group. I was kind of, I mean, I don't know how you can do it with a $15,000 reduction in your budget. Um, because how do we, do we see that we need the same amount for next year? Like I guess, like how do we get ahead of this so that we ensure that we have like the right number requested for the budget and how do we try to get the joy of funding for it? Well, as we work through it, um, as we work through this year, our goal is to focus our initiatives really through the lens of one unified approach, which is our UDL approach. So when we're looking at the Office of Teaching and Learning and the summer working groups, our goal is to ensure that the projects we select are, are hyper-focused and that we're very efficient with the work that we're asking of teachers in their precious time in the summer and of ourselves. Um, and so, you know, as we have a reduction, obviously more funds helps us to ensure that we get more voice into the work. And in the end, that's been the hardest part is that you know, incorporating more voice with less funding is, is more difficult. But as we focus our effort, I do believe that we can continue to be very efficient um, with whatever funding we end up in. Um, and, and that comes to just we need to plan very carefully throughout this year on what work remains for the summer for the following year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and are there any grants or any other sources that we can kind of look into to see 
what options are available for funding? Constantly, <laughs> constantly. And, and, and Mr. Stark and myself, um, one of the aspects of our role is to constantly be looking at opportunities um, for expanding the, the Office of Teaching and Learning's ability to, to apply for these grants to qualify. Um, grant funding requires a lot of work by our teachers and by our building administrators too, and so it's a larger partnership when we see those grants out there. Some of them look very shiny, um, but we, we need to qualify and we also need to get uh, sustained work that, that comes behind them. So we do apply when it's appropriate and we try to ensure that it, it builds on the work that's already being done and or moves us forward. So absolutely we're looking at it, but we're also very cautious to, to apply for the appropriate grant funding so that we, we're not sort of creating burden from, from the application. Thank you. Thank you all for uh, this presentation, giving us this update. Um, it's been great to see all the offerings that we have you know, during the summer um, for you know, students in the community. And now I definitely want to be an alumni. <laughs> right? So we can put it over there on those hot nights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, these. Yeah. This is this is wonderful to see. Um, so a couple questions. For the um, lifelong, the lifelong learning programs, um, as well as the extended school year, um, how would you say that these programs supplement and improve upon what the students are learning throughout the school year? We like to think that what we do is the the fun part of the day. So we, you know, what they might not have time to do, um, you know. <laughs> we like to take the curriculum, take um, take aspects of that, and expand upon it in an environment that gives more time to do so. Um, you know, the, the foiled science experiment, um, we have time to make sure we get it right. We can take extra time to do those kinds of things. And we do, um, you know, we do try to align with the frameworks as well and expand upon that and touch upon those as well. And regarding extended school year, as I said earlier, it's really to make sure that the students with disabilities really maintain their skills um, and not regress significantly over that break in service. Um, for some of our students, it's just continuing that routine of school. It's a shortened day, but it's still continuing that routine, and that helps them transition better in the fall back to the regular school day. And you know, really just making sure that skills are maintained and not regressed. Um, but for some students, you know. Spending time with their families and participating in rec activities is just, just as rewarding and just as beneficial as well because it gives them that downtime, but also those practicing of those social skills and able to generalize those skills. So um, it's that balance. But yes, we definitely see a benefit from it. Wonderful. Oh, that's, uh, that's great to hear. It sounds like it's um, a great benefit, particularly for, as you mentioned, students, especially to, to make sure they don't regress and are able to um, maintain the grammar during uh, start the school year, so thank you. And then um, another question, so for um, for these programs, um, well, so over the past, like maybe over the course of the past few years, what, what would we say is the process for receiving feedback from students and updating the course offerings that we have kind of based on demand that we've been seeing? Um, as far as lifelong learning goes, um, when our courses end, um, we send out an evaluation form so the parents can give feedback. Um, 
so that's helpful. Um, and we just have parent inquiries too about um, what kinds of things that we're going to be offering um, to help them match up at, at different grade levels so they can kind of at a glance see what, what, what their options are. And then for extended school year, we typically, you know, get feedback from the teachers that are teaching over the summer to see how um, the students did and made, pro you know, made that, maintain those skills and also the receiving teachers when they come back, when the students come back in the fall. Um, and we adapt depending on, you know, it's, it's kind of it's a very prescribed program based on student needs, so it, it's hard to make too many changes, but we do, you know, try to maybe make changes of length of time of the session and whatnot, so. If I could add to that, to the chair. Um, just thinking, Patty, and I know I put the plug every year for uh, college essays, but also um, the Common App, which is um, standard now. It's industry standard for students as they apply uh, for colleges. But ultimately, those were born out of a few things. Parents wanting to support their children and vocalizing that. Guidance counselors saying, well, if kids had this opportunity to get some of this squared away, in the summer, they could roll into the fall and be less stressed about it. English teachers and a variety of folks that are working with kids around essay development was like, wow, well, if we have a group of students who have the time, the, the means, and the ability to attend uh, a summer session, they can get real, get ahead of this work. So it's almost, I can remember being a part of those discussions live as we were faced with the problem of practice around kids feeling overwhelmed as they get ready to apply for college and have to finish the Common App and get the application and collect recommendations and do all the components. It's a lot of writing on top of probably taking courses that are um, challenging and have their own amount of writing. So they're born of necessity and need and I think what's nice is uh, the group up there and um, in this example with Lifelong Learning, they've been responsive to those needs and I'm interested to see what the next stage is of what else can we offer that helps our families and our, ultimately our students to be successful. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, and then so one more question about the working groups, kind of based on something you said, and so to piggyback a question my colleague had. So the, yeah, the reduction in funding for this year, the budget for 20,000 to 5,000, certainly significant. We definitely appreciate that. And we try to target and tailor the working group um, topics that you have efficient, as efficiently as possible. Um, and again, so to supplement my colleague's question in terms of going forward, what were, so were there particular um, topics or subjects, areas that were left on the cutting room floor this time around that we weren't able to get to because of the funding? So this year, the um, process looked a little bit different. In the past, we've invited educators to um, express a topic or interest um, that they would like to participate in for their summer work. Um, and that uh, yielded a lot wider um, kind of of a net of summer work. Um, but this year with the reduction, um, we decided in our office what the critical work was that we needed to move forward now um, and put that out there for teachers to um, express their interest in. Um, so it was a much more narrow focus uh, based on the urgent work that we felt we needed to move forward now. And I think one of our shared goals as an office is um, thinking about a more long-range um, plan in terms of curriculum development and thinking about over the course of the years what work is going to have to be done, what can't be done during the year that might need to be done either during summer or you know stipended outside of school hours type of things. Um, and then that might help to inform um, more of our advocacy in terms of funding for um, these types of projects. Okay, so um, because of the different focus in terms of how it was developed this time around, I can't 
necessarily necessarily point to something specific. However, geez, um, it's likely that maybe you would have had a broader scope had you had more funding. Yeah. So in the past, a um, sorry, in the past, a teacher might have said, um, you know, I would like to um, focus on um, developing this unit um, for my grade level. Um, and that would be reviewed and considered, um, but this year the focus of curriculum development was, um, you know, 9 through 12, say. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. thank you for that clarification. Yeah, thanks for asking that question, um, Dave Miguel. Starting it off, Al, and then um, asking what was left on the cutting room floor, Dave, because that was my that was my question, because um, I knew that there's been a lot of summer work in in the past years, a lot a lot happening, a lot more that. Um, the district could do with that extra or that fifteen thousand dollars that um, you've had in the past, uh, and I think that that's you know as we're talking about budget stuff, keeping an eye on things like that. You know, so I absolutely commend you for doing the most you can do with the dollars you're given, um, and sort of trying to like um, whittle it down a little bit as far as like giving more direction to the staff. I think also when we're trying to talk about uh, teacher voice and having more teacher voice, it's like, you know, it's sort of like, well, if you're administrators, you're paid all summer, so you're gonna take up the breadth of more work, um, and there might be less stipends for teacher work and during the summer, which means, like, as you sort of had mentioned, that you're trying to include as much teacher voice as you can, but more money would help that <laughs> happen more. Uh, so I think that's just important for all of us to keep in mind. Um, I just want to give a big shout out to the ESY staff for working the summer because many of them probably have worked with the same kids, um, families and staff all year and um, other people are down the cave or at right. home <laughs> with their feet up and these guys are working real hard. Um, and so just, uh, you know, lots of respect and kudos to them and the lifelong learning staff who volunteer and can imagine in November what their summer might look like, or they might <laughs> imagine, you know, the American Girl doll camp always fills. And I'm so glad that's, and, and you're so flexible. I feel like we were on the waiting list once, and they're like, well, if we get a couple more, and I was like, oh, that's a bummer. We're not going to be able to do it. And then they call a couple days later, there's more. We're running another week. Um, so it's sad to hear about the furniture one, because that was running off for a while. Um, and the folks who run the strength and conditioning program, which that, I, I'm not in that world yet as a parent. Um, I don't have a high schooler yet, but uh, we'll get there. We're just at the Y now. Yeah. They have a good program too, but um, I've heard awesome things about the high school program there. Um, so yeah, there's a lot happening behind the scenes in the district, and of course, all of all of you folks working so hard um, all summer, hoping you're also getting some, some rest and some um, time to rejuvenate also, because that's important. Um, I think I'm always interested in the DCAP, um, so, and organizing it by UDL, I feel like that's so consistent, and I think the more, as you talk about so much, um, Lucas, like, like trying to work, work smarter, not harder, and so aligning everything, so if we're always talking about UDL, looking at the DCAP, it's going to be aligned that way. It's just like less thinking for the brain, you know what I mean, like everything's going to be so straightforward. Um, I would ask that you continue to update the school committee about the DCAP rollout because I think that's like a, an amazing um, product that you'll have and it can be on a website, it can be printed out and like so much good work and thought can go into that and then like as we know sometimes there's steps 
between what's actually written on paper and like what's happening in every single classroom and you know how is like educator evaluation tied to that and like how are administrators being trained on the new DCAP or like how are they you know making sure that they've got eyes to look at all those components um, when they're doing their walkthroughs or their observations or whatever. I think that's all just interesting and best practice um, and can't wait to see it. It's like you were in the room when we talked about some of the rollout components. Okay. Those, are, those are some of the, yeah. you're clearly I've an education. Other places, so yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> good suggestions. Yeah, thank you for that presentation. I don't have any questions. The strength and condition is not just for high school students because Noah does it. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and he loves it. Next summer. Yeah, loves it. Um, so I have a question about the extended school year. I know it says 296 students were recommended, 228 attended. Is there just like an accessibility or just not any interest? Sometimes it's interest, it's sometimes parents make choices that their kids need a break for the summer. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, it's different other things. Um, you know, if, if, we, if students need transportation, we're able to provide that transportation if that's um, a barrier to their access. Mm -hmm. um, so we do, you know, talk to parents about that, but most of the time it's parent choice. Just sometimes kids just need like No, I hey I get it. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't like any accessibility. No, no. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Thank you guys so very much. We'll okay. get okay. on this summer Tuesday evening. <laughs> <laughs> Great night, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. I suppose you know. <laughs> Easily reserve that for the kids, but um, all right. So moving along, discussion action items none. Discussion only items none. Information matters. Superintendent evaluation. Budget uh, Budget is not met. However, as uh, Lucas mentioned earlier, in superintendent support, we did have the meeting of the joint budget subcommittee last Wednesday and where the town administrator went over the fiscal outlook for the next five years and discussed the implications for for that and we look forward to the work that is going to continue over the coming months with our collaboration with the town the town side um, and I'm trying to understand what the implications for the outlook are so yeah, thank you very much and I, if anyone did not um, watch that. I would definitely encourage everyone to. There's a lot of excellent information, good starting point. I know it's long. I was there the whole time, but it's, uh, it's definitely worth reviewing and listening to. So thank you. Great. Thank you. Yeah, is there a meeting tomorrow night as well that they'll cover some of topics or is it the 16th? Yes. What is the next meeting? Is it the 16th? So uh, town council is having a meeting on the 16th where I believe they're reviewing a lot of the similar information along with some of the um, legal and ethical uh, parameters of what an override process is going to look like, but I believe some of the same information is also going to be covered, so worth tuning into as well. Okay. Uh, policy, Dave is not here. Community relations, I am going to reach out so we can start planning for harvest assets. <laughs> Uh, joint PCC, you guys didn't meet yet? No, no? not yet. Okay. <laughs> we do have our schedule tentatively set for the year, so. Um, yeah. so thank you for that feedback. Uh, school on this advisory council, yeah. CPAC, mental health and well-being task force, DEI committee. All right, and then I just wanted to put it out there, I'm gonna reach out to Camille and Dave too, because they're, they're on vacation. 
um, the facilities committee that we put together at the last meeting. If anyone is interested in serving on it, please email me and let me know. Um, that's it. Moving right along, consent agenda, Mr. Chigator. I recommend approval of the minutes from your July 25th, 2023 meeting as detailed. I recommend declaring the list of books as surplus for ECDC as detailed. Is there a motion to approve the consent agenda as detailed? So moved. Is there a second? Second. Discussion? Questions? All right, seeing none, vote will come on the motion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right, motion carries. Good of the order in the school committee adopted rules and protocols. Item 26 states good of the order's purpose is to allow the members to speak about the functioning of the school committee with the intent of improvement. Would anyone have anything they'd like to discuss at this time? <laughs> I know, it's not even 8 o'clock yet. Um, all right, moving right along. Citizens' comments. Are there any citizens in the audience, in person or online, who would like to make a comment on an item not on tonight's agenda and falls within the committee's purview? New business, our next school committee meeting is on August 22nd. At that meeting, you can expect an update on handbooks for your uh, approval. We'll give a new hire update and introduce some of the newly hired administrative staff. Also, uh, clubs and activities and where we stand with approvals for uh, clubs that we anticipate running and will also be provided at that meeting. So, among other topics, but those are the ones that stick out. Right. Uh, moving right along, executive session. We will be entering into executive session and will be returning to open meeting to adjourn. Pursuant to Mass General Law, Chapter 30A, Section 21A3, for the purpose of discussing strategy as it relates to collective bargaining with the Franklin Cafeteria Union, as an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining position of the committee, as declared by the chair. Is there a motion to enter into executive discussion and return to open meeting as discussed? So moved. Is there a second? Second. Right, vote will come on the motion. Roll call vote. Camille and Dave are absent now. Yes. David Deal? Yes. Elise Stokes? Yes. Mega Whitmore? Yes. Lee Spencer? Yes. All right. Let's head into executive session. Back to order the August 8th Franklin School Committee meeting. Uh, I'll turn it over to you, Mr. Chair. Just wanted to tee up the conversation for uh, a vote uh, by the school committee in support of a memorandum of understanding between the school committee and the cafeteria association uh, as discussed. Okay. Is there a motion? So moved. Is there a second? Second. All right. Uh, vote will come on the motion. Al? Yes. David Neal? Yes. Lee Stokes? Yes. Megan Whitmore? Yes. Denise Spencer? Yes. All right. Motion approved. All right. At this time, I would entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Is there a second? Second. All right. Vote will come on the motion. Roll call. Uh, sorry. Vote will come on the motion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All right. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. 
The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.